Welcome to Girlfriends in Business. I'm Allie Webb, founder of Drybar. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink. And I'm Brittany Driscoll, founder of Squeeze. We're here to help you achieve your wildest dreams and get your big idea out into the world. Let's talk about what it actually looks like to be a woman in business while managing your life and all your complicated relationships. We're going to celebrate your success and be the shoulder you can ugly cry on when shit goes sideways, because it will. This podcast is here to remind you to start before you're ready, that everyone is figuring it out as they go, and that it's okay to ask for some help along the way. And that's where we come in. We're letting you in on the conversations we wish we had so that you know your struggles are not only normal, but a crucial part of the process. We've been exactly where you are, so we get it. We're gonna pick you up and remind you that there is always a way through. Let's go, girlfriend. Hey everyone, welcome back to Girlfriends in Business. This is another roundtable episode. We're so excited that you decided to pull up a chair and join us. And today you're sitting with myself, Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, along with Allie Webb, founder of Drybar, co-founder of Squeeze and of Beckett and Quill, and also Britt Driscoll, founder of Squeeze. You guys, I'm so excited to be here with you and we are gonna be talking all about fear. But before we do that, we are going to go around the table and get some real-time, real-life wins and challenges for the week. So Britt, I want to know, what are some of your wins for this week? What are some of your challenges? Let's see. Wins for the week are... I'm actually in LA right now. So as most people know, I moved to Nashville recently and I'm loving life there, but I was born and raised in LA. So it's home and it's nice to be back. It's spring and I'm such a weather, um, you know, person. I feel like it just impacts my mood. So it's nice to feel that extra pep in my step and also to be back with my, my squeeze squad, as we call our team. It's so nice to see everyone's faces. We're back in the swing of things and everyone's so happy to be back at work. And it just feels, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, really great. Uh, a challenge of this week is Allie and I actually have a little bit of a larger project at play. And um, there was a larger uh, personnel change that happened this week, which was, which was just, you know, it's one of those things that you've got to make the tough decisions in business and mm-hmm. do what's right for the long term. But also we all have hearts and we care about people. And so it was just a, a moment of reflection and pause. And, um, you know, I'm excited to move forward, but it was, it was hard. And I think that anyone in a position of management understands what that looks like when you've got, mm-hmm. when you've got to make a change. And so in any case, that was, that was kind of the the downer of the week, but also again, one of those pivotal moments of transition and momentum. Mm-hmm. And it definitely shifted amongst the team, which was good. So um, so yeah. So mm, that's, that's awesome. mine. Um, but Al, what about what about you? Um, gosh, I feel like this there's been a lot of wins this week in terms of like um, you know, our kids are going back to school. So that is a <laughs> know, after a whole year. I mean, I just not, and actually the little kids are going back and the, my kids are starting to go back on like an abbreviated schedule, but mm. still there's like forward momentum. 
you know, there's a lot of like really fun projects in the works for Beckett and Quill. So that's been really fun. And, you know, we, Adrian and I picked a venue for our wedding next year. So that's really fun. There's a lot of excitement this week. Um, and then I'd say like challenges are, um, kind of what Brittany touched on and just, you know, continuing to try to figure out how to build this business, Beckett and Quill is, is really, you know, is a challenge and it's, uh, but it's a fun challenge. And, you know, and I think probably a theme that you'll probably hear from me probably weekly is like, you know, getting, you know, figuring out how to do the dance with like the blended family thing, you know, it's just like a, it's just such a constantly like shifting and moving and some weeks are good and some weeks are bad. And so I'm, you know, trying to figure out how to manage through all of that. And my dad's in town this week. So, you know, a lot of anxiety around making sure like he's comfortable and happy and yes. all of that, like probably some codependency stuff. So that's really fun. But <laughs> but overall, it was a good week, you know, with, with, some, with some minor challenges sprinkled in there. So can't complain too much. What about you, Lori? Man, so good. Um, oh, let's see. I haven't even thought of it yet. When's this week? Oh, well, I would say just getting ready to realize that I'm going to be launching soon. So just the excitement of, of launching something that is like a huge win. I really, really, I'm trying to remind myself of just to like, enjoy the process that even though it can be a bit stressful, it's so fun. It's like, this is what we live for as entrepreneurs, right? Like, like, do they love, are they going to love it? Are they going to love it as much as I love it? Like it's showing your baby to the world and you're like, Oh God, are they going to be like that? That thing's ugly. Um, <laughs> so I'm really, I, I'm super excited about that right now. That feels like a big win kind of knowing that we're getting closer and, and teams are getting into place and just, I feel, I feel momentum right now. I feel, I feel good about who we're working with and everything challenges. I, I think the win is the challenge as well. Uh, the challenges are, what is this going to look like? I'm putting this puzzle together that I've never launched an actual um, product, a CPG product. And it's like, it's just, it's very different than, you know, online courses, digital courses, events, books, things like that. So the challenges are just trying to figure out if I'm, if I'm doing all of the things you want to make sure you left it all you know, out there, like you just want to make sure you, you did everything to cover your bases of making sure you give it a really good launch. And that's, that's where I'm at right now is, what are all the things that I need to be doing? And that feels, that feels challenging. Yes. For so, sure. Oh my God. You, you know, you know, we're, you guys, I, I literally love that we're launching this right now because we're all, we're, we're pretty much all in like a beginner mode again, which is mm-hmm. where I feel like we're just meeting everybody exactly where they're at as well. It's crazy. No, a hundred percent. Can you say when you're launching officially? I don't have the exact date, but it, it, we're, Pretty it's sure coming. it's going to be in June. Yes. Oh, Which feels so fast now. Like I was waiting for it. You, you don't right. have to wait forever. And then you're like, wait, that's only two months. That's not enough time to get all of these things in play. Which by the way, though, perfect timing. I mean, June perfect is like, timing. yeah, school mm-hmm. season, barbecues. Like, I just feel like it's going to be so great. All the things. I'm so excited. Okay, you guys. And with that comes... Fear. So that that is what we are going to talk about today. 
And uh, we're going to weigh in a little bit on each of these questions because I know that we we're all going through this as well. So uh, fear of the unknown. This was a big question when we sent this out to um, our text list of, you know, what are some of the things that you that are stopping you uh, when it comes to starting your business or growing your business? Um, and it was a lot of fear of the unknown. So I would love to know how you guys support yourself around fear of the unknown. Britt, what are some things that you do or how do, how do you feel? What are the thoughts that you think around it? Yeah. So I, there's this quote that I'm, of course, always, I love quotes, but I butcher them when I, when I reference them, but Same. it's something along the lines. Yeah, exactly. It's something along the lines of familiarity trumps fear. So, you know, the idea of, I think the unknown is scary to everyone because if you haven't done it before, or you don't know what it looks like or how to get there or whatever, it's, it, it is scary. Of course it's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if you can make small baby steps to start to get there, just like literally start anywhere and start to do, start to create action. And mm. um, that is what is going to start to alleviate the fear because when you're actually doing versus letting your mind just spin and spin and spin, you'll start to feel more confident. I mean, that naturally just creates the, oh, this wasn't what I, what I thought, or it wasn't as hard as I thought, or I can do this. Or even if you start to explore something and you realize you need some help, you have a little bit more knowledge around exactly what you need help around. You know, I mean, again, it's just like familiarity is all of a sudden it doesn't become as scary. You know, it's tangible. It's real. um, It feels accessible. And then the other thing. So I think that's one, that's one thing that I think about is as it relates to the fear of the unknown. The other is Again, it's kind of counter. So action is one piece of it, which I do think plays a really big role. But planning does also, you know, Mm -hmm. the idea of really being thoughtful about how you go about something. When I have a younger brother and when we were little, my dad always used to tell us, um, he had this this saying called the seven Ps. I don't know if I don't know if it's my dad's thing or if it's natural thing, but the seven Ps, it literally has stuck with me my entire life and career. And it's Prior proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Oh, wow. (laughs) And (laughs) it's true though. You know, it's like if you can put in place a plan, when you actually get to the point of it happening, it should be totally done. Like you should actually enjoy the moment of, like we were just talking about a launch of something coming coming to fruition because all of the work has been done. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think that fear of the unknown um, you know, there's so much that can be alleviated by proper prior planning. <laughs> um, so I, I think those are the two things. That's that... so you, Brittany. That is so <laughs> you. It's so good. I mean, it's funny because as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, I didn't do any of that. You know, I mean, right, well... and wait, really. Well, it really wasn't until you came into Drybar and you started like planning things. I remember like walking into your office and you had that big whiteboard and you had like six years planned out. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what's happening next week. You know, I All think right, it's good. So, I'm just saying it's yeah. why we need, no, but, why we need girlfriends guys. <laughs> no, it is why we need girlfriends. And it also is important for everyone to know that like, there's not one way of doing things. Right. Mm-hmm. So what about you, Al? Like, how do you, how do you conquer fear of the unknown? Well, I mean, I think that there was like, I, I don't disagree. I think it's, I think you need, you need that in, in somebody needs to be doing that. You know, luckily for me, you're always the one doing that. So, 
you know, but th- there was no Brittany when we started dry bar, you know, it was like me and Michael and me and Michael and, you know, and it was like, there was not a lot of <laughs> planning and, and, and there was, but of course there was fear. I mean, there was fear. My fear was like, will anybody show up? Will this business work? You know? And, you know, Michael, I mean, I used to like, I've talked about this so many times. Like I used to sit up at night thinking like, if we were to do, this is my planning. If we were to do, you know, five blowouts an hour and we were open for 12 hours a day, does that work? You know, I mean, and, you know, and luckily, you know, you know, dry bar was this like phenomenon and it had never been done. And so people like it, it you know, it was, it was like well beyond that, you know, but of course I was scared and, and I was scared every time we opened a store, even like store number 50, I was scared that people weren't going to come. Um, but that's when we had Brittany and Brittany was like, you know, we planned marketing events and we, you know, had a whole thing that, you know, that prevented us from potentially, you know, failing. But I think, you know, to answer for me personally, you know, I think it was a lot of like, and I, and I don't think this is good advice, but I think it wasn't necessarily, Necessarily, but I think it also was a lot of like having faith in like however it turns out is how it should turn out, you know. I'm and again, I don't want to like negate what Brittany's saying because you of course you have to plan. And we did we did plan a lot of things out, obviously, but there was a lot of things that we did and mm-hmm. we a lot of unknowns that we didn't we didn't know. Um and there was a lot of guessing and a lot of like things that we just we had no way of knowing, and there was a lot of fear around that. And, and then I did feel like, you know, we, I don't know if this business is going to resonate with people. I don't know if people are going to come. I don't know if it's going to work, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of like, I believe very strongly in my gut that this thing is going to work and we're going to figure out a way to, to make it work. And we're going to, you know, do our, you know, our best to create this amazing experience and to tell as many people as we can and to do all these things. So definitely planning, but you know, and, and, it, and I'm experiencing the same thing with Beckett and Quill now, because it's like, we, I didn't really do a ton of planning. You know I mean? We, we, we sent out a mailer with our necklaces and we did some stuff and it like some of it landed and, you know, and now a lot of it didn't. And now I'm like having to like figure out how to keep that momentum going. And now we're like, you know, we're thinking, what else do we need to do? How else do we get people to our website? Like, what do we do? Pulling levers and talking to people. Um, which I think is important to say, because it's like, there are so many different ways to do things and you don't have to know everything before you go in, you know, which is something that I, I think I get quoted a lot saying like, you know, just start, don't, you don't have to have all the answers because, you know, I didn't, I had almost no, none of the answers before starting Beckett and Quill. You know, I did a couple of things that I knew would work and it, it worked a little, but it didn't work as much as I needed to work. So now I'm like, shit, I got to figure out other stuff. And it's just like, you just keep going, you know? So there's a lot of different ways to, to go about it. And, and, but there's, I think there's fear no matter how you slice it. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you shared that though. I, I, I think it's really powerful when the both of you share that, you, you know, the moments you didn't know or the moments you didn't plan enough, because I think there's also this misconception. I know that I've had it myself that if I don't, you know, cover everything or make sure that this launch goes perfect, that it could fail if I don't support it in the way that it needs to. And it's kind of like, you get, you get a lot of chances. Like you get some do-overs, you, you get to kind of go, okay, I didn't do this. And I see where I could have had more things that I could have done. So it's, it's just, I think, well, it's like what, 
I was just going to say, sorry to interrupt, but it's also like you hear, I feel like it's so cliche and you hear this expression all the time. Like, you know, mistakes are, you know, failures. What's the expression? Like mistakes aren't failures. They're like, they're learning. They're learning. They really are learnings. And you're right. It's like, you just get up and you keep going. It's like, I think about an example of like, if you guys know Anina Bing, you know, she's a designer. She's gotten pretty famous and pretty popular in the last couple of years. You know, I remember her telling a story on my podcast about how, she didn't get on the map until her, these boots, these gold boots, it's like they just hit it. And that's how that put her on the map. And that was like, you know, a couple of years into her starting. And that's when I learned about her. And it's like, she kept trying and kept trying until she hit success, you know? So to yes. your point, Lori, I think it's such a good one that you don't know, you get a lot of chances and you gotta, you, you keep reinventing yourself and you keep like, you know, chipping away until you get it sometimes, you know? Yeah. And I love that. It's like, you don't, it, fear of the unknown. You don't know until you know, until you try something and put it out there. So the the more that you stay in your head, the more scared you're going to be because you're not getting any feedback. You don't even know what to do. You're actually like playing in this fantasy fear land that isn't ever coming to fruition. So, so it's literally like the, the sooner that you can get something out, like Britt said, like getting into action and Brit, that is like 1 million percent. Whenever I start to feel really freaked out, it's, it's like, my plan may not be clear enough for me or I'm not in enough action. And I'm kind of allowing myself to like go play in that like fear land. And I'm like fantasizing and giving myself time around like, you know, looking for all the evidence of why it won't work instead of looking for the evidence of why why it'll work. And my friend, Christine Hassler recently said she was asked about, about fear. She was on a, a, one of our mastermind calls and she said, you know, if you're really freaked out about fear of starting or not going after your dream, you need a bigger fear. She's like, you don't have your, you're not focusing on the right fear. And, oh, that's awesome. and I'm like, oh yes, the fear yeah. of not meeting your purpose, not meeting your potential. What's going to happen? Who are you going to start resenting if you don't go for it? How upset are you going to start being with yourself? How are you going to feel like what you're going to miss out on all of those moments of feeling proud and going for it. And just like, you know, what the people that come into your life when you start going for it and really up leveling and showing up and doing all the things. And it's like, if we're focusing on that small fear of getting started, or what if people don't like us or whatever that is that we'll, we'll talk about in a minute. It's like, you need, you need a bigger fear. You need to be like, when I, when I'm at the end of my life, how am I going to feel if I don't do this or whatever that is? So that's what I focus on. I'm like, okay, I know I have to be in creation mode. I know I have to consume myself with it or, or I'm not happy. Like I'm not, I'm put on this planet to create and to put things out into the world and to collaborate and, you know, work on businesses or whatever that looks like. And when I'm not doing that, you guys, it is like, my brain is not a great place. So for me, it's the fear of, you know, what would happen if I didn't do the things that I was put here to do and help the people I was put here to help. And that, that becomes a bigger fear. And, you know, and I think it's also like a really important point to like circle back to what, you know, Brittany was saying about like writing things down, you know, it's like, I find that if I keep the things in my head and I don't get them down, I feel like, my head's going to explode and nothing ever happens. And I forget things, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm much, much better when I'm writing shit down. And like, you just are like, okay, you know, I mean, I'm such a big list person, like write it down, write it down, you know, write everything down and then go back and check shit off my list. Make sure I did that. 
thing. And if you don't, it, you're right. It's like, what did you call it? Like fear land. It's like, you just, you know, your, your head, our heads are fucking scary places if, uh-huh. if left unattended, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like, if you aren't getting that stuff out of your brain, you know, it can be, it can be, re- it feels really daunting. I mean, really like in every aspect of our lives. Right. I mean, I just, I was just talking to my, this, this like therapist yesterday and it was like, just bring it to the light, you know, whatever it is, once it comes out of your brain and out into the light, it's like not usually as bad as it seems when it's stuck in your head. Oh, oh my God. I just, I thought of two quotes while you were saying that what one is um, consumption without integration equals constipation. And it's like, if you don't get it out and take care of it, you're going to feel sick. Like it is going to, it is going to eat you. Like, I used to, I used to call it an emotional poop yes, for my kids. It so is. And that's how it feels, especially for idea machines. It's like, it is yeah. legit painful. And then um, <laughs> what is the other, I, I think it's, a, it's, um, oh, it's like by gospel of Timothy and Brit, maybe you'll know this one i think it's timothy um it's if you don't bring forth what is within you what is within you will consume you and i Mm. always think of that because i'm like if i don't get this out this will eat me alive like this dream will legitimately slowly eat me alive and not allow me to sleep anymore and when i don't sleep i'm crazy so oh yeah i love that story is i will be crazy and (laughs) and (laughs) and i think that's I do think that's everyone. I think we all have something that we're supposed to bring forth that if we don't, we just turn into these crazy resentment monsters who like cover it up with excuses and, or, or just like we blame it on other things that it's actually not. I don't know if you do that. I'm sure, I'm sure we all do, but you know, okay. So go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, I think that goes back to our purpose at the end of the day needs to be the thing that guides us and fuels us. And I know the other topic of fear that we want to talk about was fear of what others think and not to jump in Lori, but you know, that's the hardest one for me personally. I'm a type three on the Enneagram. Um, If anyone knows Enneagram and you know, the categorization of that is like achiever and performer. You want everyone to say like, good job. You're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't and, have thought that you know, about you, Brittany. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to tell like, you good job more than yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it, it is my, um, absolutely. It's like the core, my, the core of my fear is fear of failure, which ultimately means fear of what other people think, fear mm-hmm. of people seeing me fail. Um, and so, so this one resonates with me deeply and very personally. And, Mm. um, you know, and so I think what I do to alleviate this fear is again, going back to the idea of, of purpose is I think, okay, what, what is the actual worst thing that could happen? And for me, a lot of the time it is, oh, well, so-and-so is going to see me fail or so-and-so is going to think that I'm not as good as I am. Or, you is know, it like that, a person, like really, or is it like, yeah, yeah it's people, mm. it's, you know, I mean, if I go back to like my childhood, it's my mom and dad or you and Michael, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that mm. matter to me significantly. And those, you know, those, um, that perspective is some of what fuels me for sure. Mm-hmm. But also I kind of have to go back to, okay, well, if the thing that I fear the most is what other people think. I also on the flip side have to think, well, if I have a purpose and I feel like I'm meant to do something 
am I going to be happier with myself because I didn't do it because of the fear of what these people are going to think? Or I at least tried and it didn't work out. You know, I mean, there's like, and so for me, it goes back to imagine the worst thing possible. And then at the end of the day, if the worst thing possible is that other people saw you fail, at least you tried and you're going to learn something from that and you're going to be better from it. And also one, there's this quote that, that says, um, uh, other people's opinion or not other people's, uh, what is the quote? Um, other people's opinion is none of your business. Like the mm-hmm. idea of don't let that be what because people are going to think right, what they yeah. think, right? Whether you're great or you're not and whether you are great or you're not doesn't actually matter, right? I mean, their opinion of that is not what is ultimately going to be, um, you know, what, what makes you happy. And so for me, so for me, that's kind of what I always go back to is like, what is my purpose? Mm-hmm. What do I ultimately want to, um, you know, to make an impact on? And I'm just not going to let that noise mm-hmm. um, overcrowd what the opportunity actually is. So yeah, this one is a big one for me. It's been my whole life and especially jumping into this entrepreneurial journey because you put yourself on, you know, you put yourself on a little bit of a stage, not only amongst the the public, but also the people that you're working with on a day-to-day basis. And so, so I think it's really important just to remind yourself of like, what's the worst thing? And then if other people's opinion is the worst thing and seeing you fail, like, is that going to be something that is more important than you actually trying. Mm. Um, what about you, Lori? Though, like, how do you how do you deal with the fear of other people's opinions? Man, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I think that for me, it's kind of like it, this. Kind of goes back to the the first question as well, or the the first answer is when I'm really in my purpose and when I'm really in action, I, I, I tend to focus more on the forward movement and where we're, where I'm going. And I try to stay really focused on what I do want to happen instead of what I don't want to happen. But of course I feel that like, of course at 2am when I wake up right now, I'm like, Oh shit. And think about all of these people or letting them down or what if this doesn't work or, Oh my God, what, you know, I, I raised all this money. What if I, what if I lose their money? That's a big one for me right now mm-hmm. that like will wake me up at night. And I'm like, what if I double their money, triple their money, 10 X their money? Like, that's the question I need to ask. And I try to get there as fast as possible, um, to get more, to, to get in what I want. Um, there, Rhonda Byrne who wrote, um, the, the secret said, if all we ever focused on was what we wanted, what we wanted was all we would ever get. And Mm. it's such a good reminder that it's like, uh, it's funny. I asked somebody on my podcast, um, a guy named Josh Landon, who started St. Archer. I said, were you ever scared of like, you know, you raised a lot of money, like losing people's money or letting people down. And he was like, you know, I didn't let myself focus on that ever. So I didn't get scared. And I was like, wow, that's really profound. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm still scared. Um, <laughs> but, but it was a really good reminder. And I know you guys, you know, Brene Brown made uh, pretty much uh, the man in the arena quote, like famous, but that's what I have to try to think of is, you know, what I know for sure is that if I fail, uh, Brittany and Allie are not going to be the people who are like, you loser, you're an idiot. I'm so mad at you. This is so upsetting. We're so disappointed because you guys are in your purpose too. And it's about the people who you want to get it. Like the ones who are doing big things as well. Like they will, 
they will see you out there. They will understand what it takes. They will know that you gave it your all. And, and they will probably be the first people to help peel you up off the floor and say, let's do it again. Like, let's try this again. So it's like the, the people who, you know, matter, it's not, it's not necessarily going to matter to if you did your best. And I think that's all that we can do is we have to remember when we start out creating something like, we have the best intentions. Like I know with all of our companies, we have intentions of, you know, employing Epic people and giving them like such a fun opportunity of somewhere to go every day that they're Mm. excited about. I know that we, you know, get excited to at the idea of, Oh my God, I could make these women or these first time investors money. And what would that feel like for them? Like what kind of a win would that be that they made this decision and trusted their gut and, you know, it, 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 took them to this great place where they felt, you know, successful or it, it taught them something. Um, and then even if it does fail, it's like, well, what lessons did we all get out of it and, and focusing on the lesson in, instead of the failure and how that's going to make us even better. So that's what I'm really, can you tell I'm in fear right now? I'm just really, really, <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly where I am right now. Um, so that's how I deal with, uh, you know, fear of what others think. And, and also, you know, if, if crap, hits the fan and, and things go on on social media or people say things or whatever, or just in, in life where we disappoint people, it's like, you know, you guys and some of my other friends will be the first people I call to be like, Hey, I I've got to talk about this. Like, this is affecting me deeply. Like I'm not, I am not doing well. Um, so I do think that also supporting yourself with friends around when that stuff does happen, if it happens that you know that you have a, you know, a crash pad. You have, you have a soft place yeah. to when, when those things happen. Yeah. What about you, Al? How do you deal with the fear of what other people well, think? Well, it's interesting because I don't know if it's just because, you know, you know, being at the helm of dry bar for so many years, I mean, we're 11 years into this business and, you know, I think initially I definitely had some fear about that, but I have a lot of thoughts on this because, you know, as far as like the money stuff goes, I get that Lori, um, you know, in my, in, in, in dry bars, like we, um, we raised over like $75 million. So it was wow. a lot of, but, but a lot of it was institutional money. So it wasn't like, a, it didn't feel super personal, even though, you know, there was right. certainly some of that, but then, you know, my brother put up the majority of the money and, and we put up cam and I put in like our life savings, which wasn't very much, but I never really worried about the, I didn't, I didn't worry. I didn't have that fear of like, I'm worried about losing people's money. Mm. Um, I actually had more of a fear of like, I, I didn't have a lot of fear in general. Like I felt like if nobody's going to die, you know, it was like, if, if, if this doesn't work, some people are going to lose money, but no one's going to die. And to me, that was like, that would have been bad and fearful, you know? And I I remember like, just feeling like, you know, we will get up and do something else because we're pretty like smart, capable people. Mm -hmm. And, and so I didn't, you know, I never really like had that kind of fear and I'm sure it was like a lesson I couldn't have articulated back then, but it was like, I didn't focus on it. And so it didn't happen, you know? I mean, so maybe that quote that you used is is pretty true. I didn't, again, I didn't consciously think I'm not going to think about that. So it doesn't happen. I just didn't actually think about it, you know? And I think that like in general, in general, money's never been a driver for me one way or the other. You know, it was like, I didn't, we didn't, I didn't start dry bar with the intention of like hoping to make a lot of money. That was like a nice bonus that came from this business, you know, and it's the same, you know, feeling of squeeze and of beckoning quill. It's like, 
these are businesses we love and think that will like good for the world and make people happy and feel good that that's why we do it. You know, it's like, there's not like, Hey guys, let's start this business. So we can get really rich. Like nothing has ever started from that for us. So it's like the money thing doesn't resonate for me at all. Um, you know, and I think also having been in, like I was saying, be, being in this business for 10 years, I mean, I, you know, I mean, Brittany was there for a lot of this. It's like, there were certainly people who said bad things. There were things that happened and, you know, and I would personally get, beat up sometimes if something went wrong mm. and those, those things would always hurt initially. And then I think, I don't know if it's just like, you know, I built up a thick skin to it that I was like, you know, I, you know, I, to your point, like I know who I am. I know my friends know who I am. And if, you know, it's like every, even still like not that long ago, somebody, somebody kind of went after me on Instagram and was saying that I was shallow and I was this and I was that. And I was like, dude, you, you don't fucking know me. You have no idea who I am. And, and my instinct was to like fight back and defend myself. And I just blocked that person and was like, I'm not going to, you're negative and I don't want negativity and toxicity in my life. And you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I'm going to just remove you from my life. I'm not going to fight this thing. And, and I think I learned to like, not allow that kind of like negative. And I've dealt with a lot of people in over the course of the last 10 years who are like envious and angry and don't think I'm doing something right. Or like, you know, even like, you know, I mean, this is probably a little bit of a taboo subject, but like, you know, employees of ours, she's like, and you know, this has, you know, this Brittany, what I'm about to say is like, we'll be like, you know, Oh, you've gotten rich and we're working really hard. It's like, no, I have put my entire life on the line for this business. I've put all of the money that I had. I put so much time. I sacrificed so much time with my kids and my family to make this business work. What did you sacrifice? You know, it's like, I, I, I risked everything for this, you know? And so it would drive me, it would really like hurt me. And I would have that when people would do that initially, but I learned to be like, no, you don't know. <laughs> and you are welcome to go start your thing on your own and put all of your time and money and blood, sweat and tears into it, you know? So I think that I built up like what the image that keeps coming to me is like a callus, you know, it's like you build it up and you build it up and it just doesn't hurt anymore. And I think that's where I've, you know, I've stopped being affected by, you know, what people think. And of course, like for me, it's like my brother and Adrian and like the people that, you know, are closest to me. Sorry, those dogs want to be in this conversation. Um, but I, you know, I don't, I don't get really that, that, you know, you know, anchored with fear, like I probably did earlier in my career, um, where it was more of like fear of like those early days of being in board, board meetings with like, you know, super smart dudes in like, who went to like, you know, Stanford yeah. and Harvard. And I was like, Oh fuck, they're way smarter than me. Like shit, shit, shit. And like that fear was real. But then I realized over time, like I was smart in my own way and I had a lot to offer in a different way than they did. And so that I overcame that fear. And I think that's kind of part of it is like, you just, you just get up and you just do it. And you kind of fake it until you make it. And then you're, you know, you're, you feel like you can go toe to toe, toe to toe with the big boys and whoever that you just, you eventually like, you know, get to that point, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. 
don't know if that helps to anybody. No, I, it's so helpful. I, I think that, you know, you obviously showed kind of what your mindset was through it, which really was like, you just focused on like, let's do it again. Let's start again. Or this isn't going to like, you're not going to let it, right. let it bother you. And and I'm, I'm grateful too, that you just shared about, um, you know, all, all of the ways of people who live a very, or a public life or who start a business that's out there mm-hmm. for everybody to see, like, I I've gotten so many people who are scared of even the initial, like before the callus is built, like the yeah. that initial run where you have the blister and you've got like five miles left and you're blister like, blister oh, sucks raw, and it's terrible. And it's like, it is, I, I, there, there's no way for us to sit here and tell you that it's not terrible when it happens, but it's, it's if you have like the the people in place and the tools to cope with that initial like oh this is ter- this really sucks like it does get better and it's, it's like a, it's almost like a rite of passage you know mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure i'm sure britney has examples too it's just like you go through these things where you feel like you get like your ass kicked yes and you're on the ground and you're like ah oh. And in that moment, you feel like you're dying and it's the Uh worst thing ever. And then you get through it and then you're really fucking strong on the other side of it. You know, Mm. when you say that's true, Brittany. No, a hundred percent. And I mean, I think that it's like, those are the moments too, that make you realize, oh, I, I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of like what you were saying, you know, the idea that even if you tried it and it didn't work that no one died again, it's like, think about the worst thing that could possibly happen. Right. You start a business, maybe you lose some money. You sacrifice a little bit of time. Nobody died, but like, regardless, you're going to learn great things. You're going to so have much. such amazing lessons. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, even if, even if your initial idea wasn't the thing that, you know, you're going to stick with forever, you're going to realize something else is, is made for you. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you're stronger, you're more confident, you know more. Absolutely. I mean, that's so much of, of life, right? I mean, that's the journey of life. And I think that like, you know, right now I'm, I, you know, I, I've talked talk to you guys a lot about it on this show. I've talked about it in lots of interviews that like, you know, this business, this jewelry business, you know, is like, I don't know if it's going to totally work, you know, and, but I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with like being very transparent with the world because I'm trying to do like, just like, um, what's the word I was going to say dispel, but I don't think that's a word. Um, you know, trying to like make people feel like, Hey, I did this really amazing thing with dry bar. Dry bar is this huge success. So like, it's like, Oh, everything I touch should be like an amazing success. Now. I don't think that's true. You know, maybe Beckett and Quill does really well and maybe it doesn't. And if it doesn't, like I'm okay with people seeing that it didn't and that I don't, you know, not everything makes it to that level, you know? So I I feel like it's good for people to see that, that it's not, everything is just, you know, I mean, dry bar was a little bit of an overnight success, you know, I mean, this is a different animal, you know, for me. So I think it's important to like see that. And I, I want to be open with my failures and successes. And I mean, hopefully it's, it's a success, but it's definitely not like, you know, a turnkey thing. Yeah. So yeah, you don't, you don't ever know. Um, You don't ever know. One of my uh, girlfriends literally was like, kind of like, um, side, side lined. What do you say when you, you don't see it coming anyway, didn't see it. Side swipe. Side, side swipe, sidelined, whatever it is. Um, didn't see it coming, broke up with the love of her life that she's been with forever. And, you know, she's just been kind of posting and it's like, well, I'm living in my worst nightmare and I'm, I'm still here. And I didn't. Mm. And I'm realizing. Oh, I know that. 
there's things about me that I actually love and I'm resilient and, um, you know, is it easy? No, but, but now I know that I can live through the thing that I was most afraid of. And yes. I think that's, those are those moments on the floor when you're like, oh, I'm living through the thing I'm most afraid of, which actually means I can live through all of those other little fears, which makes you unstoppable. So sometimes yep. that moment that we're most afraid of is actually going to be like that, that like breakthrough, just you're 100%. totally. It's a gift. It's a gift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So you guys, I'm so grateful for you. Every time we do these, I'm like, oh, I just, I love dropping in with you guys. It's, it's like so vital for, especially, especially where I am on this journey. I'm just grateful to hear it again. Like it's, it's therapy. So hopefully this was also therapy for everybody listening. Um, and we're so grateful for you. And as always, the biggest thing that you can do to get these conversations out is to go rate review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, we will be shouting out a review each week on the show coming up and don't forget forget to take us on Instagram stories at girlfriends in business, what your biggest takeaway was. And you guys, we will see you next time. Bye-bye.